0: Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the barrel's rails in your mouth. Bring 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 them out, bring them out. Bring
1: them out, bring them out. Bring them out. The championship run deep in our vein. The entertainment rolling real because it's all in the game. To us, you know, around the city doing it better than this. Just said that you this. You can look around who better than this. Nobody. Your team, the Blazers, the Knicks, the Wizards, the Clippers, the Patriots, the Cowboys, the Titans, the Chickens. U.S.C., Gamecock, Shamrock, know what it is. Man, Triple left a new podcast. Just join the game plan. Bring them out. Bring them out. Bring them out. Welcome
0: to the Fantasy Football Theme Podcast with your hosts, Zay, Young Vander, and Bro Jip. What's poppin' and welcome back to the best fantasy football podcast on the air. The Fantasy Football Fiend podcast presented to you by Manscaped. I'm your host, Zay, the Fantasy Football Fiend himself. I got my guys with me to co host with the most football now, you know. Holla at the people, Young Vander. Fantasy
2: Fiends, what's going on out there?
0: And my guy, your guy, a rookie extraordinaire, Bro Joe. Holla at the people, Bro Joe. What's going on, Fantasy Fiend family? We got your news and notes. Quite a bit has been happening over the week. We're going to go ahead and do the rest of the rookie rundown with your wide receivers. We're going to make sure you get the information that you need to know. A lot of your rookie fantasy drafts might end up being next weekend. So we want to make sure that you have all the time possible to cross the T's and dot the I's. And we'll just kind of go from there. But for now, let's go ahead and hop right into your news.
2: And now your fantasy news.
0: All right, good people. So let's start out with our quarterbacks. We had a little bit of news coming from when Mr. Tua Tungavaloa indicating that he actually contemplated retirement. I know a lot of the talking heads out there were saying, you know, hey, this this might be in the cards for him based on the number of concussions. Um, but he's saying that he has kind of you know talked to the family, talked to the doctors, and has made a decision that he's going to keep on keeping on. Not exactly sure if there's a proven way to avoid concussions per se and don't really know how many more his body can stand before it's you know time to hang him up and specifically in dynasty are are we gonna look at him as if he is healthy are we gonna look at him as i may have a starting quarterback today and not have a quarterback at all tomorrow when i first heard this
2: news i was already thinking okay the very next concussion He's out of here, you know what I'm saying? Especially if it's early in the season. If you're already contemplating retirement, that means you're already halfway out the door. And we already see this guy as one play away from having another one. Thinking that Dynasty League, me personally, if I was a tour owner, I would be looking to sell because I don't see him, you know, sticking his thing out the whole way through. I could very well see the Miami Dolphins looking for a quarterback in this draft sometime during this draft because it's a pretty deep draft as far as quarterbacks are concerned. But I definitely think Mike White would definitely get a start
0: this year. We got some news from your team, Vander, that... They're shopping Trey Lance. Let me not say they're shopping him. They're taking phone calls on him, which pretty much means that um, he can go. He can get it. That's basically what they're saying. Right now, the Vikings um, have been the lead team saying, hey, I'm going to kick the tires on this guy. They were already looking at moving on from Cousins, who's in the last year of his contract, on next year anyway. But from what I'm hearing, it could even go as far as it being a Trey Lance going to the Vikings and Cousins going to the 49ers type of a situation which I can kind of see why the Vikings would do something like that. If you were looking at letting them go next year, anyway, you get a young guy who is on a rookie deal. The 49ers get a guy who can come in and do what he needs to do. While Purdy is on the men. I also heard that Trey Lance may mess around and mess green Bay completely up because the jets are also kicking the tires and, you know, Kind of seeing what their options are, kind of getting tired of you know playing the game with Green Bay trying to hold them hostage at this point. This Trey Lance thing could uh, be a fast-moving locomotive before we know it. Me personally, I think this move makes sense for both parties. Of course, Kirk Cousins already
2: being a guy for me with Shanahan had some of his best uh, seasons in football, threw right at 5,000 yards one season in Washington under that Shanahan system. I think it just makes sense. I mean, again, 49ers get the veteran. That kind of comes as a bridge in a way, while Purdy heals up. And also, you know, Minnesota going back and forth with Cousins year to year, they get a young quarterback. I just don't think that move sits well for a guy like Justin Jefferson. I relate the chemistry that him and Cousins has. So that would be probably my concern if this trade does go down. But it definitely makes sense for both parties. And as a 49er fan, me personally, I would love to take Cousins. Even though people not really big on Cousins, he's kind of like the Rodney Dangerfield. You know what I'm saying? He don't get right. no respect.
0: You None. know what I'm saying?
2: But if you look at his production, like the guy's production. He's up there. You know what he's I mean? He's been
0: a top 12 top twelve quarterback for like some years. Yeah,
2: he gets busy. You know what I mean? And he's already
0: familiar with the offense. So I like the move for, for both parties, um, honestly jalen hurts not only became the highest paid quarterback he also ended up having to go take care of a cleanup procedure as far as off-season surgery was concerned from a previous high ankle sprain Um, hopefully everything works out well i'm pretty sure they have a great prognosis on the recovery from that injury based on the amount of money that he just got this brings back into focus lamar jackson because now it's like, okay, what is Baltimore going to do? Jalen Hurts just became the highest paid quarterback, which pretty much happens when a quarterback worth his salt gets a contract and you become the highest paid. Now, what argument is Baltimore going to have? They also put out some news as far as what he, uh, what Lamar had been offered previously. And that was kind of eye opening because they were indicating that they offered him a $250 million contract with $200 million guaranteed, which I have a hard time trying to figure out why Lamar would you know, poo-poo that sort of a deal. That's even as high as what he was suspected to have asked for, but then communicated that he never asked for that particular number. So I feel like somebody lying at this point.
1: Yeah, so that was something um, that I kind of was interested and looking at a couple days ago, Ian Rappaport went on Pat McAfee. The numbers look good to me. Remember, the first conversation was 133. Well, now we can have more context. That was at sign in. That was the guaranteed signing. sign in. So when he put, you know, pen to paper, those numbers look really good. And it kind of, again, when you compare the two, it's like, what were we looking for? What were we trying to get kind of thing? Because, again, this is news that's been out for two, one to two days, depending on how you look at it. Because Ian Rapport was on uh, that show the last two days. And then also, it was affirmed just yesterday as well, too, that those numbers were correct. So what is it that Lamar is looking for? We don't know. I want him to get paid, man. But it's, it's, it's becoming one of those things. What are you hoping holding out for it because if we if it's still the deshaun watson thing i'm not trying to say deshaun even deserved it but that ship itself they were offering you more guaranteed money than hurts they were offering you a similar contract to hurts what's the hold up at this point
0: i mean if they offer them 250 with 200 guaranteed isn't that the deshaun watson contract his total contract is 250 230 you- it's 230. totally guaranteed Gotcha. oh okay that's the sticking point the fully okay okay well you can't expect everybody to play stupid because somebody else got caught with their hand in the cookie jar so you, you offer me 200 mil guaranteed and i know i get hurt every year at some point you have to you know call a thing a thing and keep it moving like i mean she's like did, did you really think you would get more than 200 mil guaranteed i mean that that's higher than anyone else's Guarantee outside of the mistake that most of the league feels that Cleveland made It'll be interesting to see how long it'll be before that has been worked out Patrick Mahomes is expected to be a full goal. He was still dealing with that ankle injury Justin Herbert has been dealing with a shoulder injury. It's up in the air whether or not he will be ready to start OTAs um, come May. So that'll be something to look at as well. Herbert is kind of going into not a contract year, but a year where he could be extended if both parties are kind of on the same page. You have any thoughts as far as Lamar is concerned, Andrew? No,
2: not nothing's changed on my end. I just hope he gotcha, gets money. Gotcha. And, and this is where they kind of confuse you. At people say, "Oh, well, look what hurts happened with hurts. He got his money. He has an agent. And then Lamar played out his contract, bro. Hurts still got money years left on his contract. So it's a difference. So this is what Lamar's upset about. He'd take that money long time ago. Yeah, if you'd have paid me when I had a couple years left, that's fine. But that's not the case in Lamar's situation. And people like to compare the apples to oranges. It's different. One guy's getting paid with years remaining. And one guy's getting dragged along and when he has played out the contract. That's the difference.
0: I feel you on that. However, I'll say this as a counterpoint. The thing that happened with Hurts that hasn't happened with Jackson is maybe, maybe not. But who's to say that he couldn't have gotten a deal done when he had a couple of years left had he had an agent? Or for that matter, I'm I'm just saying. And for that matter, what's there to say that you couldn't have gotten the contract that Hurts got? If you if it wasn't personal for me and and I'm not Lamar, but for me, when it becomes personal, I become spiteful and you don't have that buffer that a player would normally have between themselves and the team being the agent. I think it matters. I don't think that people would spend millions upon millions of dollars every year throughout sports to pay for an agent. If an agent didn't matter.
2: So that that's all I'm saying. Nah, you gotta understand, man. Agents are a part of the whole building. These things are connected more than you think. And people think agents, the NFL teams, all this, these guys are all connected. He's doing something different. He's not the first guy that has negotiated a contract without an agent. It's been done several times. We just seen another um what's the tackle? He just negotiated his what, probably third deal
0: without an agent. Tuncil. He got 75 million. Okay. Yeah. But that's but that's that's not the same thing as what Lamar is trying to do. Lamar is trying to set an entirely new standard. It, it, you, that's not the same.
2: No, as, how is it not the same? It's, it's negotiating a contract. That's the same. It doesn't matter about the amount of money. It's a contract. Uh, the amount of money definitely no, It doesn't matter. We still negotiating my value. His value is what it is. That's what he should get The rules shouldn't have to change because it's time for Lamar to get paid. When Stafford was – if it was time for Stafford to get paid, he got it. When it was time for Dak to get paid, he got it. When it was time for all these guys to come around, there was no issue. But they didn't ask for what he's asking for either. But if you turn down $200 million guaranteed? No, but he said that was cap. He went on Twitter and said that's not true, number one. But When when did he say that? He said on his Twitter when um,
0: Schefter went and reported. So this was weeks ago then. I'm talking about from – so Ian Rappaport has said within the last forty eight hours that Baltimore is offering him a two hundred million guarantee.
2: Guess what? It still don't matter though. We How have does never it not? It, because see this is the thing. People who don't have the mon- that type of money is saying, "Man, I'll take it," but that's not you. This guy has played out his contract, been franchise t- tagged twice. He's an MVP at the age of what twenty six years old. Pay this man his money. He deserved to be the highest paid quarterback in the league. Jalen Hurst is the only highest paid quarterback in the league per year. He doesn't have the most guaranteed. That's the difference. These guys won't guarantee money. Who
0: nobody cares about being paid the most for one year? But but I see I, I can say that I agree with you in that. And, and that is the difference. He's asking for more guarantee than anyone else got. Yeah. You're damn that- right. You're supposed to. Okay, well, that's
2: how that's the game is taking so long. No, but that, no, but this—it never takes this long. It, it's always cool. I've been, man, as long as we've been watching football, man, the next guy in line gets to be the highest paid. When has that ever not been the case? Please somebody tell me if you're but young. The other
0: thing that's not been the case though is there's been such a gap created from let's say for instance quarterback number one and number two, right? It's always been hey give me a couple of dollars more than that guy. What Cleveland did was put such a gap between the number matter. one and number two. Don't it matter. does matter. No, it doesn't. How, how does it, it matter?
2: It 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 don't go like that, Zay. Anytime a guy's been paid, you can't just say well damn Detroit gave Calvin Johnson this. Well they should have did that. So we're going to go lower. No, the next person got no, more than no, Calvin. no,
0: no, no, no. There's a huge difference All when right. Calvin got his, it wasn't that much higher. Than the person that had just got paid before. That, that's what, the biggest difference. Thank you. Is. But
2: you, you, you're making my point for me.
0: That's what Lamar wants. He just want to be a little bit higher than Watson. I understand what you're saying, but you're not hearing my point. My point is when you're only asking for a couple of dollars more than what the other guy got paid, it's easy to say, OK, you're next up. That's what we should do. But when Watson got paid, he got so much more than the guy that was number two. He's not an outlier. It don't matter. That's that's
2: the point. You miss it. It
0: don't matter. The Browns decided
2: to do that. And guess what? The next person in line, it goes, that's the way of the game. He should have did it last year as opposed to this year. He That's got franchise my, tag last year. No, no, he he had his fifth
1: year option. He, he didn't get franchise tag. This year he got franchise tag. Played out his fifth year option. Yeah, uh, this is his fir-
2: yeah, first time in franchise. No, this upcoming season will be his his second franchise, right? Did he just no. play on the, no. on the
0: franchise tag? He was drafted no. in 2018.
2: Uh-uh. So he played on the fifth year. Yeah, but see, but that's the thing though. When have you so ever seen a former? First time but when out. have you ever seen an MVP play on the fifth? That's ridiculous. That's so but, many years but, ago. But, but though. When you have gotta you ever, remember but that too. It, it don't, don't matter. You're
0: in the game. It, bro, it does matter. It right? does I mean, matter. When, when have you? When have you ever seen somebody get hurt every year and then become the highest paid at their position? Number one. That's, <laughs> no. But this I'm this just the saying. Thing. Think about no, that part the, too. Now, hold on. All right. He get
2: hurt every year. Check this out. In NFL history, right, quarterbacks with a 96 percent passing rating. Forty-five wins in their first sixty-one starts. There's only it's Lamar and Pat Mahomes. Those are the two. Yeah, okay. In your first sixty-one starts, the guys with the most wins and the mm-hmm. highest pass raising are those two guys. I don't want to hear about him getting hurt because guess what? The times he gotten hurt, guess what he got hurt at? In the pocket. Everybody wanna keep saying, "Oh, he's a running quarterback. He runs." No, no, he, no, no, oh, no. Hold, no, no. Hold, 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 I, I don't care on. about running.
0: Hold on, let me. Finish. I'm just saying in general, he gets hurt when they speak of when they so speak, of, when, when much, they speak of his
2: good? injuries. It's always <laughs> attached to him being a runner. Am I wrong? I'm John? not
0: day. That's not what I said. Okay, He's been well, hurt every year. Right, I don't thanks. care how well, he got hurt. He well, hurt so you year.
2: could talk about day and then I can't talk about day. OK,
0: no, no, that's what Let I'm saying. I'm not talking about day. I'm talking about me. I okay. said he got hurt every year. I didn't say he got hurt in the pocket. It's not like. Right. I agree okay. with you. I didn't, but they want to attach
2: him being an athletic running quarterback to injury. The point I'm making is his injuries they haven't come from running the ball. His right, right, right. From I, I get, get that.
0: But what I'm saying is, regardless of where they come from, he's been hurt every year. Don't matter. I'm going to make you the highest. Well, you don't matter. Don't matter. Don't matter. Hey, we just is seen, the, most we just, the highest
2: paid, the highest paid quarterback just ain't played in two years. when well, he got his money. He didn't play uh, in two years. That's not the same, bro. Oh, that's
0: that's that's not the go, same. It wasn't do the injury. Okay. That's that's not the same. Okay. Okay. That's not even close All to being the same. All
2: right. So this guy can come off the street, don't play in two years, and it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
0: But, but not.
1: another organization shouldn't pay for somebody else's mistake. Exactly. That deal between uh, Murray and Watson should have never happened. But it that happened. Never happened. So another team's not going to pay for it, his mistake. Entire point. He was an MVP in 2019, his second year. Yeah. What hit? What have you done for me lately? Yeah, I get your accolades on point. He is definitely a, contri- a key contributing factor to the Ravens' success. But to our point, the last two years, you're hurt. And then your numbers wise, you look at his numbers 2021, 20, and then what he would have did last year, I think he really would have played good because he was like 17 touchdowns, three interceptions, on to a good start. He, but he the might have been to
0: another MVP season had he not. And got only hurt, one playoff yeah, win. Hurt.
1: Can we can we we talk about all these wins? One playoff win. Mm. I, I don't know. It's I'm,
0: crazy how they
2: attach playoff wins always to the quarterback. It's never for any other position. That's true. It's only the quarterback. General, that's, why the you, quarterback. Give, that's why we it's give you we give you the most money. We like, give you
1: the most money. Is it not? Will we talk about Peyton Manning, We talk about Tom Brady, if not for the fact that they we they're doing They the get the W the or the L. Season?
0: The quarterback is Again, the quarterback and the coach is gonna get the w,
2: w and the L. It all have to breaks all the way down to Playoff wins. I just told you, him and Pat that. Mahomes are the winningest quarterbacks in their first six. But stars. guess what? Mahomes nice.
1: got two Super Bowls, two-time MVP. That's
2: cool. That's fine. I mean, Listen, I'm not. He's he, never been to one, but that—that's fine again. I need you to do it in the postseason. That's, my that's fine thing. again. But that's Watson, you make your but, money. That's fine again. But how many MVPs Watson got?
1: How many MVPs Watson got? Of course, he don't got none. He okay. but he got robbed that. 14 and 12 years.
2: See, here we go again. Now it's the why he you got mean? robbed. Did he? Do no, he no. have any? No, he doesn't have. I, him. I don't care I about been, Watson. I should have been 16. I got Rob. I'm only six
1: three. No, but see, this is my thing. Like, I don't care about <laughs> Watson. Shit, we I'm all 5'11, know. So I, I got Rob. No, no, <laughs> like, come on, but man. we all know Watson contract. Is an anomaly. Why? It, why like, correct. Just, it doesn't matter. So all so, this so, is an anomaly.
0: Game, right? When, when the Cowboys gave Zeke all that money, did the next guy up for running back say, "Oh well, we got to pay you more than Zeke"? Or because that's he, that's what the market is doing. Nah, they was like down. the Cowboys was dumb for that, and we're not paying over. No, matter of fact, the next several running backs I got paid got paid less than Zeke. So exactly, when, when you give out a dumb contract, it actually has the adverse effect of negatively harming. This is not a dumb contract, higher.
2: man. This is a quarterback. What you think? No, okay. no,
0: no. Watson's contract was done. No, what I'm no. That's, what do you mean? No. You
2: could. You could. You don't think that was a let, dumb contract? Let me finish. No. You know why? Because you're saying that to <laughs> you. Saying you know. You saying that today. Give it a couple. Give it a while. And that contract is going to be small when it's all said and done. Deshaun won't have the highest contract. Guys are coming around. If Hurts has got one seventy nine, guaranteed, What do you think Herbert gonna get? Once one eighty? No, sir. And if he get one eighty, we think Burrow gonna get. It's coming back around, so it's Burrow going to gonna up get up there the with God. I don't know and about Herbert. Herbert has, really got to prove himself this year. Man, he, please. No, I, no he kind of don't because that boy is the right complexion. He ain't got to prove himself. Lamar. We saw a,
1: Daniel Jones just get the most a team- Daniel Jones deal. is
2: horrible. He's not considered one of the elite quarterbacks in this league, sir. When Herbert get, comes around, he's going to get paid his money. He's not going to be a fuss about it. He's, he's the right complexion. Him.
0: It's not even about complexion. He has it, to, he oh, has it's definitely it. about complexion. We, we, we can't say it's about complexion when the dude with our complexion is the highest paid. No, I mean, he's, he's not, not the highest.
2: It's he, not always that. No, he's the highest paid per year, but he's not the highest paid when it comes to guarantees. He's, he's got a contract that everybody and, else is trying to go, go after. Right, is
0: what I'm saying. Right. And, he, and he he, he about to get awesome.
2: leapfrogged, But go ahead.
0: That's fine. When it happens, it happens. But for right now, he he, he got the highest contract. I mean, well, he did. He he's he's at two thirty. Uh, hertz is at. 255 or whatever it is now. No, so,
2: and, no, no. And, he's yeah, at, no, no. See, he's not at 230. We're talking about guarantees. We don't care about that. That that, that big number they put, that don't mean anything. The first three years of but, contracts is mean something.
0: He got 200 Definitely. guaranteed, right? No. How, what was
2: it guaranteed? Like 170. One, oh, 170. Okay, okay.
0: Yeah. I thought it was higher than
2: that. Come on, man. 60 million dollars less than, than Watson.
0: So you're trying to tell me they ain't going to get. Wait, 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 wait. I'm getting confused. I, I was asking what was Watson's guarantee? Like 230? It was two okay, 30s. That, so, okay, that's, that's what I was asking. So, we're talking about unless for the guy that just went to the Super Bowl last year. That yeah. tells you what the market
2: is. No, Well, that tell you what he, he who's able No, you, you, your market is what you're willing to take. Mm, Hurts was I don't that. Know about Her, that. You, it is. That's what it's about. I don't know about that. That's, well, it's, that's it's what they're willing to give you. It ain't bro, what you're willing to take. I mean, he was cool with that. He was cool with that. He probably could have got more, but he was, off. it's what you're cool with. I'm cool with that. I'll take that. I'll run with that it ain't really about is what you want to take is your market look at look at Tom Brady he was willing to take a certain amount but what what, what but he, but, he but, was only
0: going to get paid but so much too i, no, but no, I agree that's,
2: with you. that's man tom brady yes. has never been a, no that's not true tom brady it has never true. been that. no it's not tom brady has but, never been the highest paid quarterback in the league. i never
0: said he was but, I said but the that point that i'm making is
2: but the point i'm making is his market for what his market was he could have been he chose not to
0: that's what i'm saying okay. it's what you that's fine but that's the point I just told you. You it's can't what you're choose willing to take to less. You, you can't okay. choose to take more than what they willing to pay you. You definitely we can talking to about, take less. we talking about elite guys, bro. What well, I'm talking Damn about not. is Hurts.
2: All right. What I'm saying is Hurts, was he took less. That's what he wanted. He was willing to take less. That don't mean that's the market for him. Brady was willing to take less. That don't mean that was his market. But how is it not less? Like, like to the
1: point, I, Zeke got his contract. Kirsten McCaffrey, 63-some-odd million. The guy after him, Fournette, I think it was Fournette that was after him. Every guy the last four years have taken less and less money at that position, but it's because, the because they went crazy. Got no, to but that's because up. of the position, though. I was going to make my other point, right? Murray and Watson got their deal. Look at the quarterbacks the next time around. Look at Daniel Jones's money. You can say that Daniel Jones isn't all this, whatever. Daniel Jones would up... have
2: never topped the no. It don't look like the next guy that's coming up that's the stud gets the most money. Dan Jones was gonna never get that money, bro. He got to take my... what he can get
1: even look okay look at that look at gino look at look at gino money look at look. do we gino really how old is gino okay but you look. But, but like what you i'm trying to make get it make to... sense
2: now we talking about the young studs is coming around Okay. Not them no damn Gino and not them no Danny okay. Jones. We're talking about the Herberts, the Burrows, the Mahomes. We're talking about the guys, not those guys. The reason why I'm saying these contracts,
1: to mention these contracts, people were spending a crazy amount of money in the free agency the last two years because of everything that was offset by COVID and everything else going on. They all aligned themselves back brought it back around, Stop spending all this money and starting to reach focus and rechange these markets. Lamar Jackson, again, I don't, whatever he wants, he should go for it. I'm not saying nobody's ever saying that he shouldn't do that. Right. But it comes a point where it's just like, what do you think you can get off of the last two years of work? I, you can win all the regular season games you want the last, you can't bargain with what's, what you've been able to do the last two seasons. Period, My, and you only bro. want one playoff game. I'm gonna give you 50 million dollars. Y'all, one playoff y'all, game? y'all, so
2: concerned about winning a playoff game. If you don't win a Super Bowl, it don't damn matter. So, what I want two playoff games. Yay, who cares if you haven't but, won the gold? Why do you think, think Jalen Hurts matter? is getting his money, bro? Why do
1: you think He, get it? he getting his it? Don't money what? It, it, you just said, you just said
0: Herbert and Burrow gonna get paid? Yeah, Burrow didn't win a Super That's, Bowl, Herbert didn't win a Super Bowl. How many playoff games Herbert won? Well, How many playoff games out- Jackson won? Like that's, that's a, a, that, but, but that's wait, the
2: wait. point. Of, but th- thank you. But that's the point I'm making. He's still gonna get his. Per- he still gonna get his bread. Not y'all, think, y'all wanna Burr. bring up playoff games when they come to Lamar? But Herbert gonna get his. That's in not America. true. I just said that Herbert oh, has to prove it this year. Right. What are you talking about? I just said it. he he gonna get his paper, man. Herbert's going to get his paper. he's not still considered one of the elite young quarterbacks in his league, bro. He's going to get his bread regardless. Okay. If he go out there have another good season and don't win a playoff game, he's still going to get paid. Because quarterbacks don't grow on trees in this league, bro. How many seasons has he left his team due to injury since, since he came into the league? How many playoff games you got? Like, come on, man. The dude going to get paid like he should. All the young studs coming around the next one up and they should get their bread and that's no different with lamar period. so but, but why but why not lamar that's that's the whole thing like we keep putting it on the organizations
1: and all this other stuff why not lamar they just gave you 250 before herbert got his
0: deal he I mean, hurt just got his deal nah, he
2: said that wasn't true like, see dude you can't go up with the media I, see, saying that man no, came no. out and
0: said it wasn't true I, that was you know a few weeks maybe about a month ago um at this point that he said that he wasn't offered that yet but based on what was said over the last couple of days that he did not refute at all I, I don't know. He hasn't I mean, said anything about it. Know. You know
2: what I'm saying? And when they said that $200 million thing, he said that wasn't true. So no, I'm No, to that, be- that was two months ago. This was just that, supposed that, to be that, recently offered to him. That wasn't that was that two months ago. It was before they offered the $200 million. And if they lie about that, why won't they lie about this? That's the point because want at make. the time, it wasn't a lie. If that man came out and said weeks ago, or maybe let's say a month ago, that the report that came out wasn't true, what made this one so true? Because Schefter said it. Because R- Rappaport said it, the but media made coming- the standard media also works these games. It's going. They can work this shit against you to make you look like the bad guy. Come on, that. for somebody they, that's so that's
1: attentive not what to they the, the media, did the first
0: time when the numbers came out. But, but thing, for
1: some, also too, but somebody who's so attentive to the media, who's so it going on with the goings on. How do you not know about this information? Sarah Ellison, it works with the Ravens. It's not like it's just coming out of nowhere. Ian got it from her it, it don't, and from it, a That don't make it coach. true. That don't make it true. So why are we listening to Lamar? What makes it true about Lamar? He Because he's a, for what? What reason? What, what reason are we going to believe that? Hey,
2: I'm, I'm going to take the horse. I'm going to take the horse over the, the organization. Horse, I, I'm going to take the, the horse over the contract. I'm going to take they the horse over if, if he says cap, I'm going to say it's cap. I'm, I'm taking his word because I know how these organizations do you, bro. Why? Why believe the organizations? They don't sound loyalty to no place. I just
1: see Mahomes and Josh Allen cashing. I don't see the guy who done had sixty some odd cases cashing. Don't Kyler Murray who hasn't even done anything cashing, and then Jalen hurts a year, a four. What is it? And he that's and that's even and that's just even cashed bad. in,
2: and that's horrible because people want to bring up all these things about Lamar, but Kyler Murray got his money, and everybody's like, "Where's the uproar?" Too Lamar, got to everybody before, wants before him to get
0: his money, but, like, but why on, not? If you my my smart... uproar was on the opposite end for Kyler. I was like, How the hell did he just do that? Well, I, but you got to understand, too, the difference between Kyler and Lamar. Kyler gave his organization his ass to kiss off top. I'm not even gonna show up unless you pay me. Period. Lamar really tried was. to play the role of the nice guy, and it, it backfired on him, and then he ended up getting hurt again in a prove it year, so you couldn't prove it because you was hurt. So that, that's what happened. I mean it's a twenty twenty one dud season. Did
1: not even play many games, came back after that? After 2021 that offseason, I'm not coming. I'm not coming.
2: That's easy You said to do done, both. but you, you stand these both guys hats? out there for their team, man. If you ever played football and you thought it's a it's a brother, it's a difference, man. You out there for the for the better man. You're trying to be with the guys, man.
0: Based on his feelings. Like that's what I'm saying. You're trying to be How, out there with if the guys. You notice- if you notice, right? The difference, the one of the biggest differences between Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson is the way their teammates feel about them. Kyler Murray don't give a damn about his teammates or what they think about him. Lamar does. Just like you just said, I'm gonna be out there for my guys, with my guys, screw the front office. Kyler Murray is like, nah, y'all my dudes, but um, until they put that check in my bank account, I got nothing for you. I think he should have held out last year and we wouldn't be having this conversation exactly. right now, to be honest with you again that that's one of those things that maybe a little bit of advice from an agent would have helped out versus just saying I'm going to be a team guy but with that being said let's finish up the news here we got uh <laughs> Joe Mixon pleads not guilty to aggravated menacing stemming from an alleged incident on January 21st we don't know whether or not um he's going to see a court date or anything like that prior to the season starting so we don't know whether or not this is going to affect the season what we do know May affect this season is that the Bengals have already come out and said, unless he takes a pay cut, he won't be with Cincinnati anymore. It looks like it could go from bad to worse, just depending on how this whole mixing thing works out.
2: I mean, as far as mixing is concerned, I'm just hearing that they're going to offer some money, and if he don't take it, they're going to cut him. <laughs> that's just where I sat with him. I think, you know, they're kind of getting tired of the, uh, the stunts that's coming around. I mean, you know, the PR. It's a,
0: it's a whole lot of smoke um, for it not to be a fire somewhere. Like, he got way too much going on. Right. And, and prior because remember, he was already kind of like on a no-nonsense type of a situation based on what he did in college. So he came in with, with a couple of strikes against him already.
2: And with this draft being as deep as it is at the running back position, what time better than the present to go ahead and, and see where he's at. So we're definitely going to learn a lot about this guy in the next week because the draft is around the corner. Just You have to pay attention to these picks. These, these picks are really going to be some tail Tell sounds for a lot of players in this league.
0: Let me ask you this if you were Cincinnati, do you give him a low ball deal that almost forces him out the door? Do you actually still want him in the building at this point?
2: I mean, he's still Joe Mixon in the day, yes. Nowadays, he's running the best again like four million, A, a Montgomery year.
0: type contract,
2: you know what I mean? Like a four million, and maybe so you won't be on the hook long term. I can make it a one year four million dollar deal, you know what I'm saying, with some incentives to make eight million or something like that. Okay and uh, see if he take it if he don't then cool because running backs are a dime a dozen this has been so many times where you see the rookie leads the league in rushing but how many times have you seen like this this happens a lot there's not even really high draft picks like a kareem
0: hunt one year And minimally you have several that supplant guys that were in front of them that have never been in the league before it seems like running back is really the only position that they come in already ready if they're going to be ready for the most part we had a couple other injuries jonathan taylor ended up having surgery for his ankle Deemed it has been a perfect success and everything is on point and on par for the season. Rashad White is poised to lead the backfield in Tampa Bay. Right now, the Tampa Bay brass is indicating that if they do go running back in the draft, that it will probably end up being someone who, you know, a depth piece if you a depth piece, if you will. So Rashad White may be one of those guys you can get a little bit cheaper now before he's handed the keys to the car, if you will. The opposite end of that right now, Josh Jacobs is skipping voluntary workouts because uh, he got franchise tagged and he wasn't really feeling that. So he, he'll basically show up when it'll cost the money if he don't. All of them are really good news, especially with the Rashad White news. I
1: think he's going to get a fair uh, chance to be the 1A I don't think he's in a bell cow situation, but he's definitely going to be the one a in that situation. Similar to what you said with the Jonathan Taylor thing, and just to speak on it in general with these ankle injuries, when they go and do like these scopes and they clean it out, that actually helps them a lot. They get back a lot of mobility and things of that nature because sometimes the scar tissue was bone in there, and we've seen them once these players get that stuff cleaned out, they're playing relatively well. And then Josh Jacobs, I mean, he's doing everything he said he was going to do. He, he already told the organization, you're going you gonna to play me as the hero or you're going to pay me as the hero? Like that was his analogy, so to speak. And I think he wants to get paid too, especially where this market is now. He, I think he can still get $8 million a year for what he does and what he brings to that organization. Will he get it? We have to see, but I like his stance on it, seeing as though what they're going to be
0: asking him to do for that offense. I put him in the same category as I do Evan Ingram. Stood in their position, but one of the only years that they kind of made it through um, without any incident or accident was the year that was kind of the prove it year. So I kind of feel like, you know, had this not been that year, they may have probably missed a little bit more time than, you know, what they did or didn't miss on this previous year. But running backs is just a tough life out there for them. Allen Robinson is now a Pittsburgh Steeler, and the Rams basically paid to send him away. He had like Fifteen mil, I believe, left on his contract, and Pittsburgh is only on the hook for five million out of that fifteen. And then they just did a swap of the seventh round picks. That's kind of interesting. That whatever was going on with the team or with Robinson, that they disliked the situation enough that they were willing to pay him to leave or or pay another team to take him, if you will.
2: (laughs) This, I don't think, there's much to see here. Okay, he's going to the Steelers. There's already receivers there. I mean, he hasn't shown me anything last year to make me think. This is gonna be some big fantasy implication. Picky got all the weapons and I, I just gotta see it. Is it. Enough is enough. You know what I mean? You got all pro everywhere. You know what I'm saying? These are all Thanks. pro caliber players at every position. Running you back, tight end. Not yet. I think okay. I just think this is not a good sign for a guy like Austin. They got to just drafted last oh, year oh okay you know i think it's not for them to still be looking for wide receivers i even heard they was looking for receiving i heard they was getting taking guys you know rookies you know what i'm saying looking for well you
0: know they normally get a couple of guys a little bit later that end up turning into studs cause they can find starters in like fifth sixth yeah. seventh round at, in pittsburgh i don't know who drafts their wide receivers but they always get it right and other people can't seem to get it right if they life dependent i
2: wouldn't be surprised if this um, deontay's move at some point I'm not saying off season of this, this year?
0: year or or okay got you got you by
2: the trade deadline you know what I'm saying okay okay I, I could very well see him moving moving along because that's just what like you said Pittsburgh uses draft good receivers but at the same time the older older statesman is the guy that get pushed out and then now they are feature Pickens and then the next it is like a you know carousel so I think it's his time he'll be the new Mike Wallace you know he'll be that guy that's letting Antonio Brown come through
0: Pickens will be the Antonio Brown of the of this group. And that about wraps up your news. Let's go ahead and get into the rookie rundown. All right, good people. So we are going to break down your rookie wide receivers. This time next week, we will be knee deep in the draft. So we kind of want to give you a bird's eye view of the guys names that you're probably going to hear called day one, day two. Kind of give you a little bit of background information, kind of give you our prognosis of what could should happen based on their talent level and based on what we've seen of wide receivers of their oak in the past. Now, obviously, we don't know their landing spot just yet, which is huge, but we'll be able to kind of dissect that and go over who we like more based on the landing spot and who kind of took a tumble based on where they ended up. First up, we have the Ohio State Buckeye, Jackson Smith and Jigba. This guy is quick and fast. There's a little bit of a difference there. So he has that, um, you know, breakaway speed and he has the ability to kind of break in and out of routes. And I want to say he is one, just under 200 pounds. So he's not a small guy. He doesn't have the, his man body yet either. So he can end up being pretty close to a prototype, a prototypical type of possession wide receiver should things go right and he ends up on the right team. So. Uh, when it comes to JSN, um, you know, it's
2: a lot of upside. I mean, if you like Chris Olave, if you like Garrett Wilson, According to Coach Hartline, this guy's better than those guys. I think she had that type of feel about him coming from their guy who's a former wide receiver in this league. Uh, but this guy, Stramson, man, he's a great route runner really good high IQ. Despite not having real size because he's really about six foot, he's great when the ball is in the air. He attacks the ball. He'll come down with it. So I I like that he shows late hands as well when catching the football. That's also a good sign of a great wide receiver. But some of his weaknesses, even though he's fast, he kind of lacks like top end speed, if that makes sense. Not extremely athletic. And the question, the one question about him I have, can he play outside? Because most of his production became in the slot at Ohio State. So that's the one thing I want to say about him. Um. Just, just curious if he could play outside, but this guy is a really good receiver. He's probably, if not one on most guys' list, on my list, I probably got him number two, but he's a really good wide receiver.
1: I'm very high on him. I think, honestly, we haven't seen this kind of receiver. Uh, obviously, we say that year to year, we always find one that's different, but I think he's a special kid in the, in the slot, very special. We saw what Jalen Wild just did not too long ago. I think he can be even better, even though he's not as fast as Waddle. It's just it's just how he does it, how quickly he gets in and out. Like even the combine, he set records for the three cone drill, even the uh, the 10 split, I think. And it was by big margin, you know, like he's a special kid. I I, I can't wait uh, for him to get to the next level. Again, he's just one of those. We haven't seen it as far as the slot. But to Vander's point. You just wonder what he's going to be like on the outside. I think that really will submit where I would take him is what we, what kind of idea, you know, based on the team we're looking at for
0: Jason. They were out of USC. He's a little bit shorter, a little bit, you know, lighter, if you will. He's at 5'11", right around 170 pounds. What do we have on one Mr. Addison?
2: Okay, so when it comes to Addison, now this is uh, it's kind of like a, a, a tell of uh, two seasons. We did see Jordan Addison at Pitt. Blitnikov winner, if I'm correct, really tear it up. With the Southern Cal and played well, but it wasn't really the best of uh sophomore seasons. In conclusion, I mean there is a lot to like about that player. However, that doesn't mean there aren't areas you know in this game they need to work on. He he has a slim build, he's a willing blocker, but he does have a hard time blocking in this league. He's good, he's cool. I mean, he's like he's top three, I guess, on most guys' list, but He's just a guy I'd like to see a lot more from. I'm not gonna really go into depth about him, but there's a lot more I want to see from him on next level.
1: Addison, I love Addison. Going on, it's like you know, his time in pit, but also USC. Like, if you play the numbers game, you'll probably want more. But to be honest, and I think we're gonna to come to expect this in the next couple of years. They have some top wide receivers there from Taj Washington, Mario Williams. Really that dude is gonna be amazing as a football player. Then they have Rice. He just came to a team that was tremendously stacked. And then Travis Dye was also a receiver out of the backfield. His skill set, he's just a very polished wide receiver. My comp to him will definitely be Deontay Johnson. He's just very fluid. He knows how to get out of his routes. He knows how to see he just, He's just a tactician as far as being a route runner. I wouldn't know him as my favorite route runner. But it's just how smooth it is. You can see at the next level, he's going to win well against man coverage. And what I would say one of the things I would like to see is just more concentration. I think, you know, how he catches a, a things at a high clip. He he definitely comes down with the ones you want him to make. But the elite guys, it just he, it's just more consistent. His hands is something. He has good hands, but if I had to find a critique, I just want to see him you know, come down with it a lot more. He's not a contested kind of guy. He's not like a drape somebody draped over him gonna catch it. But I wanna I wanna see him improving that aspect. But I like Addison a lot uh this year.
0: Next up, we have Quentin Johnston out of TCU, 208 pounds, 6'3". So he's the uh, bigger of the guys that we've talked about so far. And some people have him as the the number one receiver, all things considered, build and talent-wise.
2: What say you? Oh, man, this guy, he's 6'4", good size, good deep ball skills, elite speed, athletic. He's a yak monster. He does catch contested balls, even though he has some issues with drops. He does have issues with blocking, you know, concentrating on catching that ball he's not really a great route runner i mean he runs, you know straight up the field he can run those type of routes but press coverage is also a weakness of his i don't know if this guy's gonna end up being Sidney rice i don't know if this guy's gonna end up being kevin white you know what i'm saying he just you just don't know there's a lot of a lot of mystery to this guy man he's high on a lot of people uh on list one on some list to me i wouldn't draft him I'm, I'm just not a i just don't there's so many fluid running guys in this in this draft, and I just I just couldn't, me personally, I wouldn't be, I'm not a fan of, uh, of him on the next level. I think he's just too one-dimensional.
1: Yeah, and honestly, just it would be even quicker. I definitely agree with that analysis. But I would obviously raise the Sydney Rice to a Jerry Judy. He's remarkable with um, catching the ball in open space, tremendous. He's very creative and distinctive um, in the open field. But I think all the other aspects of the game, for somebody of his size, you expect him to play bigger, to play more, you know, menacing and everything else. But you just don't really get that out of him. And I think um, compared to other players, like you said, who are more fluid and can do a lot of other things,
0: he's going to probably fall to probably the third or fourth receiver taken. Next up, we have Zay Flowers, wide receiver out of B.C., right at 182 pounds, five nine. A little bit faster than the guys that we spoke about before. Uh, He had the fastest 40 of the guys we've spoken of so far at 4-4. So um, what do we have on one Mr. Flowers? Who actually just had a visit today, I want to say it was. Kansas City was working him out. So what do you guys think about Zay Flowers? (laughs) This
2: is my guy, man. This is the dude, man. This is the dude I've been talking about the whole time, man. This, to me, in my opinion, this is the best receiver in the draft. Um... This guy's ridiculous, man. I mean, he's athletic. I mean, his change of direction is insane. I mean, his route running, he, the way he shifts direction is full speed. He creates separation the ease, you know, the quick stop or change of direction. He's great after the catch, good hands. Uh, this dude, just a, he's technical, man. I mean, one of his weaknesses, I'm going to say, you know, maybe his size. His size is one of the things that people will talk about, you know, his size and his frame. But uh, my comp to this guy would be Mr. Put that on Antonio Brown. You know what I'm saying? This is the Antonio Brown of the draft, in my opinion. Flowers, man, he this the guy. This is the guy y'all should be grabbing. I mean, everybody's going to grab the JSNs, the Quentin Johnsons, and, uh, the Addisons. But on the next level, man, I think this is going to be the, the one you uh, look back and be like, damn, I should have got him.
1: Yeah, I, I really like I really like Zay I think he's definitely ready and projects well to play in any offense. So you really like that about him that stands out. He just does a lot of things well. Like he has a lot of things going for him. I think he projects really well in the next level. He just I didn't I didn't get there with AB. I, I might I'm a, because you said that, I'm gonna take a second and third look. I know you looked extensively going into this, but you reminded me a lot of like a John Dodson like, and I'm not talking about like not just the Penn State, but just in Washington like. He just seems to get really open, very nimble, and he gets it. He just gets the game. And I think, even speaking to a player that's already in the league, I think Zay Flowers has the potential to be a different, you know, make a name for himself altogether because he gets that ball. It's not like he's catching a ball close, he's burning people. The yards of separation on most of his catches is really what stood out about him.
0: Owens, wide receiver out of North Carolina, 175-9. This is a guy who, despite his size, he's able to be very productive. He's had a lot of contested catches. He kind of puts you in the frame of mind of a Maybe like a, a Hines Ward type of a guy where he's willing to do the dirty work. He's not the biggest guy, but he plays much bigger than what he is. What you guys got on downs? I like downs. And it it's crazy that you brought up his size because that's to be one of his weaknesses. Also,
2: his speed, right? Yeah, he ran a four 440. And that's nothing to look down on. But receivers that's 5'10 and under, those guys are usually running you know, on the four threes. You know what I'm saying? Hell, you had Nolan Smith, who's a... <laughs> The, the guy from uh, Georgia, the edge rush, he just ran a 4-3. So, I mean, so being that size, you kind of want to see a guy a little bit faster. Dude, body control is amazing. I mean, he shows that he can adjust his body uh, where it needs to be on routes. Uh, he has really good feet. Um, even in tight situations, you know, this guy can create extra room in a window because of his footwork. Like, this is really a good receiver. And, and also in dynasty leagues and also in the league, I think he could be uh, really productive.
1: I was most intrigued by Josh Downs. I mean, in addition to that, he ran, he, he caught, uh, caught, his uh, vertical was 38-5, considering the fact that he's 5'10". And to what you alluded to earlier, Zay, this kid is like, he literally is the contested catch leader. He just, he gets it, and don't matter where it's at, it don't matter two defenders, three defenders, it just, you don't see that for somebody his size, and it, that's what kind of gets me so excited to talk about him. Um, I think he projects really well at the next level. I just wanted to be the right team because you really – I think his exposure, uh, like as far as how somebody to utilize him and get creative with him, can really set, like, you know, his ceiling. I, I like him to DJ more a lot. I see a lot of that, that same type of skill set, the same type of player from his tape. I, I love him a lot. I love Josh Downs. Out of Tennessee,
0: 176 and at six foot even, one of the lower 40 times at 448 even he's one of those guys that you got <laughs> that kind of made it confusing to tell whether or not Herndon uh, Hooker was actually a good quarterback because he always had so much separation that it was like if you don't hit him then that just means you trash but I don't know if you're good just because he scored a touchdown based on the amount of separation him him and um uh, another guy that we'll talk about in just a couple of minutes his counterpart there at Tennessee but what do you guys have on Hyatt this was a guy I
2: thought was going to run a four two going into the combine what was his 40 speed? What was his 40 end up being? It was a 4-4 four four something. Yeah, so he was the guy that everybody's looking at uh, running a 4-2. Uh, but, you know, again, his strengths is deep ball tracking. Extremely hard. Me and Joe laughed about this, I think, last week. Like, this dude, his, watching his film is, is kind of head-scratching because, you, like you say, he's always open. And this is like, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Like, you know what I mean? But one of his weaknesses, I would say, dealing with press coverage. And so I would want to bring him in and see – if he can get off the line to get downfield to do those other things, it would come with watching that, you know, hard watching that film, the scheme. And I think that's going to be a tricky situation with him. I think people, they without that scheme at Tennessee is going to be a little different in the NFL where he's not going to look like the car that you purchase out of the magazine. Me personally, of course, you got the draft. I mean, there there, falling to you maybe in the second round in your dynasty leagues, but. He's a guy that I'm not really high on.
1: No, I, I agree with uh, everything that you said there. I think you're looking at it like a Gabriel Davis type of player. You know, like just everything that, that you kind of spoken to, I, I, I have the same views on him and the same take as him. I to your point, Tennessee didn't ask him to run a, a you know a whole route tree, right? They didn't really kind of ask him to be more of a nuanced receiver or anything like that. He's a right situation kind of guy. I, th- I think you can project him to be like a Gabriel Davis if he's in the right system. I like him. I think he has upside. He might be someone that might go in the third round or uh, in the in actual draft. But like you said, he might slip into the second round of a, a dynasty. I would take a shot on him depending on the
0: team. junior wide receiver out of Oklahoma. This guy is, you talk about fast. Um, he he had the fastest 40 of anyone that we have mentioned thus far. He was at a 4.38. Top end speed is elite. Hands, really good. Yak daddy. So he's one of those guys that you could throw the ball for two yards and he made 20 out of. What do you guys have on uh, Mims Jr.? Marvin Mims, uh, Mims Jr., you can't find a comp to him. Honestly, I think he's one
1: of he's going to be yet another one of those guys who's going to make his own mark. To your point, literally twenty yards per catch last season. I, I you, he checks all the boxes. Let's put it like that he checks all the boxes: route right running, catching, and he don't just catch the right. He like Devonte Parker, but better hands, so to speak. Because I remember he caught one behind the dude's back, one handed, like his lower back. We ain't talking about up in his shoulder pads like his lower back one hand grab behind it and came down with the reception you just see he just has a knack for those acrobatic catches he just does it all on all all three levels of the field and he's very polished as a receiver he could be the best wide receiver in the draft but i'm not gonna loft him as that in draft today i'm still gonna kind of wait to see where he goes but I think his ceiling is tremendously high. He's He just does everything, man, zone, you know, all of those things. He checks all the boxes. I'm not really scared off by how many receptions he had because most of them he was just wide open, just like I always talking about Hyatt.
2: The only thing I want to add is one of the good things about this receiver that he has production with multiple quarterbacks. So all those quarterbacks that came to Oklahoma, he was able to still be productive, you know, from the Rattlers to the Kayla Williams to, you know, he just – from guy to guy, he's still able to produce – and the only area of concern is lack of size. You know, I mean, he's a small dude. Also has a small wingspan as a wide receiver, and also his route tree is a, is a concern as well.
0: She Rice, wide receiver out of SMU, two hundred and four pounds, 6'1". He was a four five one. He's just kind of a a solid guy for me. N- none of his attributes really stick out but i can't necessarily say that he has what would be deemed as a flaw he's just doesn't have the highest of the hives in any of those statistical categories either i was asking joe
2: about this dude the other day like do you like him you know i mean um i mean he had an extremely high relative athletic score that's kind of like the the test that a lot of people looking at now extremely impressive it was like a 9.6 i mean that's pretty high this dude has really good body control he got deep ball tracking skills. He's a, a protege of Emmanuel Sanders, I think Joe told me. It's like he has a lack of hustle on plays not coming his way. And that's kind of a concern for me because you kind of tell him what's going on. Like he's not amped. He's not running all his routes at full speed knowing the ball is not coming his way. And also he lacks kind of like long speed as far as on the next level. I think that'll be a concern of him as a wide receiver. I mean, because he runs decent routes, but his separation he, he he makes a lot of con, uh, contested catches. That's one thing I kind of kind of concerned of uh, of my for him for being such a small guy.
1: Uh, Rasheed Rice, I I like him a lot. Let's kind of take a deeper dive. He had ninety six receptions for thirteen hundred and fifty five yards, ten touchdowns, and four five one. You wanted to see that him because he wasn't going to to me be the most fast guy. But that 41-inch vertical told me all I also needed to know about him as well. Even though he doesn't have the speed to be, you know, a burner in the league, he's just going to win just by sheer, you know, brute. He's a very strong receiver. He knows how to kind of stack a, a DB. He knows how to kind of like a like, uh, the point, even if it's contested, he gives himself the best uh, point to the ball, and he just gets it all the time. Red Zone, you know, getting down down the field, it's just like anytime they needed a big play, they kind of relied on him. And also, too, the, the quarterback play wasn't phenomenal. So can you only imagine what his ceiling would be with a better quarterback? I think a lot of times we've seen it, you know what I mean? He had to catch the ball to move the offense forward, and you kind of like that about him. His skill set is very diverse. I'm I'm really – like, okay, I said this just uh, recently, but I'm looking to see where he goes because he's one of those guys. He might go underlooked, but he
0: has all the tools in the toolbox. Butte out of LSU. 11 195 great speed nice acceleration decent size a well-rounded receiver definitely uh athletically gifted what do you guys have on kayshawn
2: laying on your booty your booty <laughs> Boutte. you're kind of disappointed going into it because you really thought he was going to be that guy you know the lsu guys come along how he jumped off the scene early in his uh, career at school. My, my concern about this guy is his mental engagement. He does not seem to suffer from, like, drops, but overall his commitment to play is real concern to me. Like, does he really love the game? You know what I mean? And now that you're about to get some money in your pocket, is that really going to be another concern now that you have money? Or are you really going to really, you know, lay down pretty much? So that's the main concern for me for him is just the lack, the, the love of the game. He kind of like, you see a lot of games in LSU where he was, pouting and shrugging and but he's a sure-handed guy with speed extremely athletic i like the kid but does he love football Uh, that's my only concern about this guy
1: yeah i'm not really high on him really much at all i think it was better served for him to probably transfer this year or come back for his senior season but that offense really was inept lsu and they really didn't target him at all i kind of like his he has the skill set to be a good wide receiver but to vander's point it's just like if you kind of i feel like he kind of should have known where that offense was going and he should have hot-tailed it to a different program almost like how trey burton went to alabama from from georgia it was like all right writing on the wall i gotta go so booyah i'm not really i'm not really like looking for him like that but he he has potential. I mean, but that you know, as far as what we're gonna do to make money this year,
0: I'm gonna stick to one of the other guys uh, on the list. The other wide receiver out of Tennessee, 6'3", 213 pounds, four five speed, nice size, ideal for the position at the next level. Again, one of those guys that you see as good as tape may kind of make you think he could be, or. I, I don't know. Like the, the Tennessee wide receivers were just kind of confusing because I don't think that they can get that open on the next level. And if they don't, I don't know what the reaction will be. What do we got on Tillman? Now actually I think Tillman is actually a little better
2: than Hyatt. I think Hyatt got the better film. But Tillman, uh I mean, that good, I like that size. He is, you know, six three, two, thirteen prototype i mean he has the physical play style he represents like the best pure x y receiver on this board he's a chain mover and he's he has a good separation downfield this is a my ball mentality like when the ball is in the air he goes that he fights for it And far as his weaknesses man maybe the limited route tree again because of the high octane tennessee offense the way they just put their guys in position i would say that's the thing and also being catch balls in traffic that's going to be one of the things he got to do in his next level being that size. in the speed of the game is going to be different. So he's going to have to, have to learn how to really catch that ball in the traffic. But an uh, upside prospect, I would say, it would be Gabe Davis. His floor will probably be someone like a Nico Collins. He's a pretty solid receiver.
1: Yeah, I didn't spend too much time with Tillman. Uh, just looking at Tennessee, their offense really was a high motor offense. Like they had too many weapons. Even in the backfield running back, they had two outstanding running backs, a trio of wide receivers. And it, it was just like, whose game going to be? Obviously, we knew Hyatt was going to get his on a given game. Tillman just was really the beneficiary of, of just being in an open scenario, like most of the time in the, during the games. So I, don't, I didn't really get a chance to see any skill sets that that was astounding for me. You do like his size, obviously, to both of your points and everything else. I'm going to go take another look at him because, like I said, with this group of wide receivers, he checked some of those boxes. But I think I said just knowing the type of offense it was, it was high octane. So I kind of want to reserve my thoughts on him until like, I see a little bit more or depending on how early he goes in the draft. But I have him as somebody
0: going into the fourth or fifth round in the actual draft. Receiver out of Iowa State, six-two-two-zero-three with a four-five speed. Uh, Hutchinson is, um, you know, was very productive in college and uh good hands, nice feel for the position. I don't know that I trust him to be more than a guy on the next level. I, I don't, I don't foresee him being, you know, someone that you're going to probably depend on in fantasy, or that the team that he goes to is going to depend on him. But what you guys got on Hutchinson? So with Hutchinson, um, I'm going to start Romeo
1: Dobbs to kind of start the conversation. I I see a lot of similarities, minus the drops. Okay, let's take Romeo Dobbs, subtract the drops. Xavier Hutchinson is a really good receiver, very polished wide receiver. Not the most polished, but to play in a small school, um, we kind of knew he was going to be the guy, right? 107 receptions. You would have liked to see him do more yards per catch, but it just goes to show like they were just giving it bubble screens. They're just giving, being real creative in different ways to get him the ball. I think he's a pretty solid prospect at the next level. I like the Romeo Dobbs comp because he's going to be somebody who's going to really stand out early on. Like I can tell you this today. He's going to stand out in somebody's camp. He's going to be getting open a lot in somebody's camp. Uh, a faster 40, we'd be having a totally different conversation, right? But – I would like him. I think he's somebody, if you're somebody looking for somebody who's going to be a free agent, probably go past all three rounds. You might get him for free uh, in your rookie draft. It's going to be Xavier Hudson. But again, I just want to throw Romeo Dobbs out there for you. Uh, just as like, if you wanted to kind of think what kind of player he'd be at the next level.
2: Yeah, real quick. You know, he's not that fast. Um, he doesn't have breakaway speed. He's not an elite wide receiver, but more importantly, that's okay. You know what I'm saying? He could definitely well be uh, above average receiver. He's not that athletic, but he is a good route runner, has some really good hands. And he is pretty decent on yards of the catch. Jaden Reed out of Michigan State. So,
1: Jaden Reed was somebody who's pretty good as a prospect. Um, looking into him early on, you just like a lot about his tape and what he's able to do on the field. I hadn't quite put him in my top receivers, but he's definitely somebody you want to take a look at. You know, he's, de- he's definitely physical. At the point of attack, he definitely comes back to the ball pretty aggressive. He has some of the boxes. I would want to see him against not better competition per se, but his productivity makes sense for what he's able to do at Michigan State. Does it transition to the next level is my biggest question mark. But he's a really uh, good wide receiver to keep an eye on. I think he probably goes into like the fifth or sixth round uh, just based on watching the tape and just his skill set.
2: Yeah, real quick, I just think he got, I think he got potential to be a, a team's wide receiver two, maybe more of a consistent wide receiver three. He does lack elite speed on this level. He's limited with his catch radius, but he's a to guy. He has good run to catch ability, strong hands. I think he kind of suffered being on an um, a offense this year that just wasn't, you know, explosive for his skill set. So um, I didn't think he really didn't get the most out of this this last year, but um, he's he's a decent receiver. He's, no, he's another guy that probably would go undrafted in your
0: leagues. 6'4", 4'4", four, four, four speed. This guy is an excellent prospect with some elite measurables. Definitely ideal length, ideal height, excellent deep speed or downfield speed, if you will. I I really like AT as a kind of a sleeper. He, he definitely will be one of those guys that will... If you know what you're looking for, you'll probably put him towards the front end of your list for like that second round, if you will. Uh, But he has ideal size. I mean, depending on where he goes, uh, he could end up being, you know, a very productive wide receiver two for a team or he could slide into that wide receiver one spot.
1: Yeah. A.T. Perry loved him, loved him. Uh, I thought he was going to build on the 2021 and really like be a huge breakout. But this was just honestly him getting a compliment on the other side of the ball. And I think that's what kind of took him off people's radar. But to your point, that 4 4 40 did him a big justice, a big justice. This guy, and what's funny is I saw this comp online, so I'm not going to take um, credit for it. But Tyrell Williams, I don't know if you guys remember him for the Chargers and Raiders. Mm-hmm. That was a really good comp that I, when somebody, when I saw that somebody put that there, I think he's going to project really well into your point, Zay. I think he's a really good sleeper pick because he's going to, I think he's going to go to a really good team, almost like a Joshua Palmer did uh, for the Chargers. And you're going to be looking at somebody who might not stand out the first year, but on the second or third year, he might be poised, like you said, for a number two role or something like that. His size and speed really leaves a, a lot to be desired. And I'm enamored by it, honestly. I think he, he projects really well as a sleeper.
2: Yeah, I agree. He's definitely a sleeper. Um, my my advice to guys in your third round per se, because most leagues are three round drafts. He'll be a guy that may slide to the more of the undrafted side. But if you're picking that late, go ahead and grab him. If you got the pick eleven, you know pick three twelve, pick three ten, three eleven, you may see guys like Rasheed Rice, who we talked about. Guys like that are still on the board. I I'll, I I'll, I'll drop down a little lower and grab this guy to make sure I get him on my team. Big body guy, you. Usually when you see a guy this big, you don't expect him to be very agile. But when it comes to him, he's an exception, man. He could be a serious problem for defenses it depends
0: on the team he lands on bro joe what you got on jonathan mingo wide receiver out of old miss 220 6'2", with a 4 oh man keep it short and simple
1: they just keep bringing them out man you look at you know, antonio <laughs> brown you look at dk metcalf he's just a physical dominant uh receiver the same thing you can say about those other receivers just really want to know what he's going to do route running wise at the next level Obviously, Metcalf got off to a great start, and Antonio Brown did, but it was really role-specific, the routes they ran. And you'll see Mingo having to
2: be the To Antonio Brown. Oh, <laughs> A.J. Brown.
1: Jesus Christ. Yeah, A.J. Brown. Like, his his team is going to be more route-specific to begin with, but he's just as physical as those two guys.
0: Nathaniel Dale, wide receiver out of Houston. What are your thoughts on him? No, I think
2: this is a guy that a lot of people know about. They're sleeping on. Go get this guy, man. You know, I'm looking at my mock drafts. Uh, I'm, well, I'm doing my mock drafts, and he's a guy that's definitely going undrafted. The only knock on this guy, man, is honestly his size. I mean, he's a tough kid. He's able to catch a lot of balls for his size. He, he's a red zone guy. It's kind of it's kind of funny. He's a really good red zone target to you know, that size. He drew a lot of praises at the Senior Bowl. I mean, this guy's only five eight one sixty three. You don't see guys this small. So his size is really the big knock on him. When it comes to the league, but his, I mean, this guy has a rare burst, explosive. He's good in short areas, foot speed. He's deceptive. His route tree isn't limited. If this dude was six one, he'd be a first round pick. That's all I'm gonna tell you. So he, he's just a small guy, but he packs a good punch. Um, but I, I like him in a, uh as a slot receiver on next level. He's another guy that I'll be
0: trying to go run and get once the draft is over as a free agent. Trey Palmer, wide receiver out of Nebraska, 192 pounds, six foot even. Ran a four three three. Palmer, elite size burner, uh, running at the uh, nice, nice route running. He's one of those guys that, uh, depending on where he ends up, he could be you know a steal or someone that you didn't. Again, uh, we're getting into the the guys that you don't have to pay quite as much for, but they should be on your radar. Uh, what you got on Trey Palmer, bro Joe?
1: And that's funny because you you literally nailed everything. Not one of my top receivers, but to your point, if I had to look at somebody who could have the most surprise and the most turnout, not trying to double up on the Packers, but look at Christian Watson, not saying he's a first round talent, but like you said, with his quickness, his speed, his size, he's definitely going to be a burner in this league and get by a lot of people. He has a lot of uh, the skill sets you look for, but he's just a little underdeveloped and he's not really as seasoned as you would want coming into the NFL. But if I want to say somebody who you really—he almost in that territory that I'm, I would I would probably use my third if I was in the back end of the third, I wouldn't let him touch because he has so much upside. You definitely want to have a roster spot for him on your team before he's a he goes undrafted guy.
0: And I know I'm going to butcher his name, so I'll say it a couple of times if if it doesn't register because of the way I pronounced it. But the young boy out of BYU, I want to say it's Puka Nakua. Um, if I pronounce that correctly, 201 pounds, 6'2, 4'5 speed. He's a downfield kind of guy. Um, he doesn't really have a huge skill set, in my opinion. Um, decent route runner. Um, and he shows a, a feel for you know the the deep ball a little bit. But are you familiar with this guy and what is your prognosis for him?
1: Just everything you kind of kind of alluded to. He's definitely a burner, a uh, small school kind of guy, but he definitely could play really well into the next level. He's not the top of my list. Um, and I think when you're dealing with this many wide receivers going into redraft and dynasty, you want to kind of hone in those, that, that 15 or so guys, I would just monitor him. I would just, he's going to be somebody i might have to just see what he even does in the preseason, but he checks, like, if you're looking for a Speaser, he definitely checks that box. He definitely, even though in the small school, he definitely um, is really, po- he's polished to be from a smaller school, But he doesn't have anything that sticks out that he's going to stand out the next level to me.
0: Who are those last few guys for each of you that makes your wide receiver list? Uh, I'm not going to go into depth
2: about, um, you know, as far as the abilities, but just a few names that guys can go out and do some research on. I would say uh, Datavion Wicks. Oh, yeah. Virginia. Yeah, Dottavion Wicks. I would say it'd be a guy that you should maybe go do some research on. The Princeton kid, Andrea Ice, I see, I saw guys or whatever. I'm sorry, guys, messed up the name, but um, it's Andres, the wide receiver out of Princeton, speedster, uh, really fast guy. I think he's another guy that you may want to go take a look at. And I'm gonna give one more. I'll let Joe do you know a couple, uh, and probably one last guy if I was gonna go out. Um, and Tyler Scott, another wide receiver. Uh, you may want to go do some research on a lot of these guys as well will probably be undrafted in your leagues if you have a Texas squad and you know and one thing i want to say real quick also there's a lot of guys teams you don't have draft picks so don't think you can't get involved in this rookie class because you don't have any draft picks in your league because there's a lot of guys that's going to go undrafted and these are some of the guys you may want to go do some due diligence on and grab these guys when the draft is over and you may be a winner in your league grabbing some of these guys that you didn't even have to draft
1: yeah, I just have two. I'm gonna start off with the one that was hurt. Parker Washington, Penn State. Uh, had not been for his ankle injury, I think he honestly be in the conversation as a top five wide receiver prospect. I I love this kid. And I think uh, as far as the actual draft, he's probably gonna go in the third or fourth round. The stats, he's not gonna come out as a stat stuffer because obviously Tinsley came over. They just had a they were just doing their thing with him and singletary out in the backfield. Parker Washington definitely is still. You just don't see somebody with skill set. I don't want to call him Golden Tate. I don't want to do that. But if you had to do something relatively quick on that side, he's just a wide receiver built like a running back that just gets it done. A second and a contested catch. Love that about him. I think he's going to go heavily slipped on and undermining in this year's draft. Not in this, in this year's fantasy draft, Yeah, but uh, as a player, he's a phenomenal player. And I'm going to add to that,
2: that behind you real quick. Yeah, uh, go ahead. I, I, I've even heard some comps say he got some similarities to Julian Edelman. So, oh. you know, this is a guy you probably want to pay attention to what team he lands on, like any of these guys. Uh, let's see where he lands. If he lands in certain spots, if he lands on the Patriots, you know what I mean? Just, it depends on who, who draft him. So just pay attention to that. But I did see some similarities also to, to Edelman, kind of going with what you were saying.
1: Oh, yeah, I definitely agree with that one. And then my second guy and the last guy I have is Charlie Jones out of Purdue. Man, I love this kid. I think in the draft, you kind of want to look for somebody who's going to kind of eat up a lot of receptions, the Barrios, the Renfros, uh, those kind of guys. 110 receptions, 1,361 yards, 12 touchdowns. And he ran a four four three. I think that was the thing. I didn't, I didn't know he was going to be like one of those white chocolates, right? Uh, he's really fast. He just does everything well. Now, I do have to say, it's one of those things, are you going to do the Aiden O'Connell game? Because him and Aiden O'Connell played, I think, going back to, like, Little League together. And they were actually quarterback and wide receiver tandem in Purdue. But if you look at that aside, you put that that bias aside, he did all, all the wide receiver positions in Purdue. He excelled pretty well. He just, he does everything you look for. And like I said, those Julian Edelman's, Renfro, Wes Welker, Amendola, you know, those kind of guys, the ones that kind of shifty and move in short spaces a lot in the slot. But don't get it twisted. He played all across the field at Purdue. I think he's going to – obviously, where he's going to go, he's going to go to a team with a quarterback, and you're going to kind of want to keep an eye out where he falls on the depth chart because he's going to be a contributor relatively soon in the league
0: wraps it up for this week next week make sure you stay tuned it'll definitely be well worth your time well worth the entertainment but until then we out